You are listening to TV on the Throne, a Game of Thrones podcast brought to you by TVAteMyDinner.com. You think he's going to fall into a trap? He won't. He's the one who lays traps. He's overconfident. He plays with people. He's far better at it than you. He's been doing it all his life. Ryan, what have I been doing all my life? Playing with broomsticks. I've fought beyond the wall against worse than Ramsay Bolton. I've defended the wall from worse than Ramsay Bolton. You don't know him. All right, tell me. What should we do? How do we get Rickon back? We'll never get him back. to TV on the throne. My name is Sean. I'm sitting here with Andrew. Another bastard. We're, this is the battle of the bastards. Battle of the bastards. <laughs> That's awesome. That is a great name. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it still has double kind of meaning too, right? Because, you know, I guess all the other people. I don't know. There's another battle. That's the big thing about this show is that the, the thing, the whole uh, next time on previewed just the North thing. And then I started seeing headlines on Twitter and stuff, and I didn't open the articles. So I don't, I'd rather be surprised. They're like, is there another secret plot going on in this week's Game of Thrones? And then it immediately opens up in Marine. I was like, hells yes. Yeah, this is just the payoff episode. Everything to do with this episode. Just, just give, let's give everybody, let's finally get that payoff that we need emotionally. Well, yeah, but and also for the one thing I said, like, I just, I can't forgive the show for this year. They finally redeemed it a little bit. Finally, Tyrion. Yeah, he doing something. Get to see him, like, and he and, digs himself out of the hole, basically. And we weren't noticing, but th- that is a good point. He's like, it doesn't look like I did anything, but I set the city right, and that's why they want to attack us. And she didn't go. We were whoa. doing so well. Yeah, and then she didn't go. Whoa, 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 whoa! What did she believe him? She's like, okay, I accept that. Now, what do you have to say? So yeah, like, and then they hatch this other plot that involves you know dragons wrecking things because you know we've got them. We need to use them for something. It's really, it's really insulting that we have three full-grown dragons, and these guys came at us in boats, throwing fire at us. Right. That we can't let that stand. Like we got to show them what fire is. Like that's that's the whole purpose of that scene. Like this is a trumped-up threat, and that's what this episode says. Like yeah, that was just like an end of the episode threat that we resolved at the beginning of the next episode. So that and was you got- good. And and you can kind of say that like <laughs> it is weird. It's a little clunky. Those two other dragons that he unleashed them so long ago, and then and this one they didn't just let him out. They busted out, which apparently they could have just done any time. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you know. But maybe there's like maybe the subtext of this is also Tyrion's like you need to get them too. They're okay now. You know what I mean? Like I went and unleashed them. They fine. They're fine. I assume that well, yeah, that that's happening behind plan, the scenes. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's good because that did mean something to you. I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna interpret it as that. <laughs> yeah, because all we got, 
all we got for for Tyr from Tyrion with the dragons was that one scene. So that felt a little bit. I I could have. I mean, I guess they 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 were thinking. Well, we want to save it as a surprise that they will come up and yeah. be helpful in this battle. But but yeah, there was no throughput there to explain to us how they got to the point. I mean, you want to see it so you're excited, so you forgive it. Right. But it would have been a lot more satisfying to me if what Tyrion had done, you know, could directly have caused them to be effective in this battle. Yeah, but you got to see... Fun. Yeah, but you get to see that... I mean, she really would have done... She's like, I'm going to burn everything, do all this stuff. And he's like, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> so let's do yeah. this. And what they did is a great plan. You know, like, burn one ship very impressively and then see what happens. And tell everybody <laughs> so, to go yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. So we get all the spoils with a minimum of casualty... And we don't have to go, you know, destroying cities. Yeah, because it's something you don't realize when they start attacking last week. It's like, yeah, all those soldiers are slaves too. <laughs> you yeah, know? you don't you don't want to kill them. Yeah. So I thought that was I, I I was very satisfied by that. And then after that, they did, I guess they started cutting away. But the other marine thing is the Theon and Yara scene was good too. That was fun. I liked to see the Dothraki come in, but at some point, because that's a little trumped up for the sake of drama, because couldn't the Dothraki have come in and done that immediately? Why did what they is? have to stop and come up with a plan? Because they cut to showing like the Sons of the Harpy cutting, like slitting throats and killing women. It's like, instead of sitting around coming up with a plan, we probably should have just had the Dothraki save these people. Would have it been, it is know, a weird thing. Too. Like, how do we get them to come in? I was like, I don't know, just put like five guys outside of the gates for no reason. Killing these other five people that were just outside of the, you know, it's like, well, why, why are we doing that? Well, that's the better place for this, you know, this big shot. Yeah, so, it just okay, looks better. I guess. It, I mean, it really is because of that. <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, all right, that's fine. And that's why I, I love this episode when I watched it. But that is the, especially when we get towards the Battle of the Inn, there's a lot of stuff that happens and it was spectacular watching it. But you're like, that was just to have that shot. It actually didn't make any character sense to do that, you know? So yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. It was still fun, though. I had such a blast watching it the first time. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, to, to set it up a little bit for us, too, we, we watch HBO now. We don't have, we don't watch cable. And apparently this episode broke HBO now. That used to happen all the time, but I guess. This is the first time we've ever had, like, everyone's complaining, ooh, stupid, man. But it's like, this is the first time we've ever had a problem of this nature with HBO now. And this used to happen with Comcast all the time. Mm -hmm. So it was annoying, but it was forgivable when we found out that it was a system-wide thing. It was like, the servers are down, guys. What are they supposed to do? I guarantee you they're working on it. So calm down. Yeah. Like, this is the whole reason I got this and I can't watch Game of Thrones. It's like, because a bajillion people just tried to watch it at the same exact time. It's true, this is a problem they need to account for because this is a problem they want to have, but it's understandable. These things happen. How long did it but take you to watch it? It was like 9.37 oh God. by the time. Because yeah, we were just bad. periodically clicking it to see. Because it's weird, when it, when the servers go down, it just comes up and, and asks you to renew your subscription. You're like, what the hell? What are you talking about? And then you There's go to renewal. Way. It's like, you already scheduled for automatic renewal. It's like, I know that, man. What are you doing to me? I forget the name of the website, but there's a site called Is It Down Now or something yeah. like that. And it's a great site because it, it tells you these services in real time when they're really down and what's going on. So you see all these people across the country saying, yeah, it's down in Minnesota, it's down in North Dakota, da ba da ba da It's like, well, okay, well, I don't feel bad about it now. I thought something was going wrong on my end. But mm -hmm. if the whole system is down, the only thing we can do is wait. They'll get it fixed. 
Yeah. So that was a bit of extra excitement. It took us a while, but we were like, we're just going to stay up late tonight. Not going good. to work tomorrow if we don't see this episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're talking about that last time because that's the, those are the stakes. It's like yeah, so I have to see it on the night of. Am I prepared? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be super disappointed if I couldn't watch Sunday nights. I was like, I gotta watch this. The All one show considered. I watch on the real time. I'd hate to be their AT, their IT people, but they got it up and running pretty quickly. Thirty seven minutes, right? For a full server crash, that's not bad. Yeah. Should have called it HBO later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all that stuff, that Marine stuff is great. I thought that was a great way to. What a great way of, to start things off. Right. Like, sort of. So like that because you did that was like a bonus. You're like, oh hell. All and right. We yeah. get to see some of this too. All right. It's like so you literally spent all of your money on this episode. Oh, somebody said it. today <laughs> this, it cost something like twenty million dollars for this episode or something nuts. Like, it's yeah. the most expensive episode of a TV show ever. Oh, really? I imagine all that CG and stuff, and then all those extras. Well, yeah, and just that, that battle, the way that that stage is probably the biggest battle sequence ever, even in a movie that I've seen. You well, know, that's what they're saying. big medieval battles and stuff, but it was awesome looking. Well, that's what people were saying, and, and for that, it is basically like the Saving Private Ryan of medieval battles, because it's like... People said it's like, yeah, you know, who would have thought the best battle I've ever seen in fiction, like in filmed fiction, is in a TV show? Because yeah, I can't think of yeah. a. I, I know about dragons. They're just they're kind of goofy. I mean, those don't count. They're not. They're fun. I mean, looking. it's a, they're <clears throat> awesome and epic, but they don't feel real. Right. I'll tell you one one movie that that's this reminds me of. They got it right. Did you ever see a movie called Ironclad? I no, I know what you're talking about. I've never watched it though. It's a great movie. If it, it's not a battle though, it's it's basically a point for point how how do you stage a medieval siege? Okay, yeah, but but it's like thing. that too. It's a hardcore. Yeah, they have exploding one, pigs and such. Well, good battle. I mean, because that's why it's like the same Private Ryan when that movie came out. And you saw that Normandy. You're like, holy hell, this is how this what you know, and yeah, this really terrible. felt like that. You're like just the chaos, and you. Because this is something you always think in those movies. They're like, to battle! And you realize it's like 90% luck that you walk out of there. Oh, of course, You know what I mean? And this really showed that. You're like... Well, they're running... (laughs) There's showers of arrows coming down. Like, I don't care what what a badass you are. Like, it's just luck if you get through that. If you're running through that. Right. Because that's the the classic. They're like, well, we we can't fire our people in there. Whatever. Fire... The bad guys are always, they still want to spend it to the very end. We're going to pretend to be surprised that Ramsey is a dick. Oh, yeah. This is finally it. We were saying that before. This has got to be it for him. Because he's done all the jerk things well, that he all, can do. We've, it, like you said, we've seen all of his, his beats. We, we've seen not what yet. he's we like. Not yet. We do it in this one, too. More. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they, end like, they do two of them in this episode, which is like, Jesus, man. And it's his. It's kind of how his downfall in this one. But I, I love how this the, that Marine stuff started too with the parlay scene or whatever. Because that was great too. We actually John being a badass. I yeah. love that. You know, he just like, doesn't well, look sad we, and confused. How about we fight? <laughs> you know. And then I love the line he says at the end after they leave. You know, and we get to see Sansa say all her stuff and do things. But he's like, "What are your men gonna think of you if you don't fight me?" I was like, "Ooh." Damn, that's pretty good. I was, I've never seen him. We've never seen that character like that at all. Yeah, so. that level of confidence because everybody knows it's like he's he's got a reputation for being like the biggest badass. So it's about time. 
that that we see a little bit of that in him. Yeah. So I was like that, and I like even Sans is like, "You're gonna die tomorrow, so sleep well." Bye. <laughs> she just bolts out of there. It's like, all right, this is good. This is just entertainment. <laughs> so this episode is like, all right, let's do this. I understand her making a strategic error here, but you really get annoyed at Sansa one particular thing because the Knights of the Vale show up at the exact last oh, yeah, second. That's the big you know, criticism. We rushed into the battle because I said we can't get any more men and we have to go now. If I'd known that you had sent for another 10,000 men and they might come, then that might have informed my decision a little. While you're criticizing me for not getting your input, you could have shared that particular piece of information. Yeah, and because there's just such a bit, there's such a that's the that's the one problem with um <clears throat> that the, this whole that whole battle sequence, while awesome as, as it is, for Sansa, because people are like, yeah, Sansa. I was like, but she she made the biggest mistake this episode, <clears throat> and John. They make them both look kind of stupid in both of the things that they do. You know what I mean? Like, she has some great moments where she talks to him, and even when they're having that conversation, she's like, Rickon's dead. You need to get over that right now. And I, I love do that. like that. Like, there's yeah. no way that, that, I mean, unless you're going to try to send somebody in secret over the wall tonight, there's no way. He's going to live. Because the only leverage that you he has is if we don't attack because of, of Rickon. Right. And we already know that Ramsey's an idiot. He... He has no sense of strategy. He basically, this this is such a great episode because because it's all about showing how badly he destroyed himself. Yeah, because he couldn't help himself but be cruel when he was given everything. Right. And I love that that is a really awkward scene though with John and Sansa though, except for that part. The rest of it's really it's kind of interesting because it feels like a real brother and sister conversation. Because she's like. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, she's all butthurt because she's like, oh, you you need to have involved me more. You're keeping all these secrets. It's like Sansa, <laughs> you have the biggest secret here. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, <laughs> plus you're standing right here. You I know. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. In that like, conversation. Yeah, engage. You've been here every conversation, but then also too, it's such a real thing. I mean, because you've dealt with people like that before. It's like I don't feel included. It's like you've been here the whole time. Just talk. <laughs> it's like nobody gave us permission to talk. You can jump in anytime you want to. But then also <laughs> work with a lady where we're all about to go to lunch and we go, hey, we're going to go to the Mexican place. Like, well, thanks for telling me. It's like, you're right. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I'm this telling you me. right now. Yeah, that's like the what Tywin did to Joffrey. Somebody should tell me about these matters. Like, this is what I'm doing right now. I am telling you of these things. I am counseling you right as we speak. <laughs> that's how you know it to be mad about it. <laughs> but I also like, too, that then she's like, okay, fine. Tell me some ideas. And she's like, well... He's gonna trick you, and he's like, "She's like, what? That's obvious." She's like, "Yeah, pretty." <laughs> I was like, "I love that little exchange." And then after that, it's like a normal how those other conversations go too. She's like, "Oh, what other? What else you got?" He's like, "Well, I don't know." It's like, <laughs> it's such a strange, real scene in the show that's not necessarily I'm, real I like that. I kind of appreciate it because it does show how they're sort of the children of war. Right. Because it really felt he like was mostly grown, but still just a very young man when all this went down, and she was literally a child, and now. So John has has had some command and leadership at this point, but he's never led an army. He doesn't know how to do that. He's he's been classically trained in in battle strategy and all that kind of stuff because he was taught to fight. But but he's winging it as much as anybody. They're like they brought me back to life. They're saying that I'm the destined this of that or whatever the hell I am. 
but I've never done this before. Have you ever led an army against, like, in a siege before? And I like how he's, like, pumping himself up because he said it twice. He's like, I've fought White Walkers. I've fought all these people. I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, and she's just kind of rattling him a bit. And that's when then he gets a little petulant, too. I, so I, it's, that's what's weird. It's like, in one way, it's an awkward scene, but it's awkward because it's, it's so real. More, yeah. It's more honest than they've ever been. You know what I mean? Everything's so hyper, kind of, like, kind of quippy on the show. That didn't feel like a quippy scene. It felt like a real brother and sister coming to no solution by the end of it, too. You know? <laughs> I, I give John a lot of crap for always seeming kind of put out and, and confused by things, but that he does have a human element to him because that's the way Tyrion is, too. Is I mean, you just, you just love looking at Peter Dinklage because of the emotion he brings to the performance, too. But... You, it is true that, that that's a very real kind of reaction. We're like, well, what would you do in this situation? It's like, I'm doing my best. We're all kind of playing house here, right? We don't, this is a first for all of us. And yeah, all you're I, doing is throwing, you know, wrenches in the gears here. I <laughs> hanged on. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's been my, downhill since the day I left home. Don't you question my resolve. <laughs> But then again, he he does the stupid like he does. The, I mean, and this is the thing. It's like is that, I don't know. This is the argument for this whole scene because he does something stupid, and even Davos does something even stupider by sending the whole army. Like just to, because. But then again, the emotional beats are true because John's like, I don't care. I have to. That what makes him a hero. You know, I know he's tricking me, but I have to try. And then <laughs> he doesn't have to keep going, but he's like, whatever, we're all going to die, you know. And then Davos is saying, you could say that, well, the strategy is to hang back, but they're following because of him. They're all following Jon Snow, you know what I mean? He's well, their guy. And no matter how much you plan, it's like they say no, no battle plan survives the execution on the field. It, and that's sort of the truth. It's like it doesn't matter how much strategy we think we have. It, sooner or later, we're going to have to ride into that field. We're going to have to fight. Like, we can do it now or later. I mean, we can sit around and see who runs out of arrows first, but sooner or later, somebody's going to have to cross that battlefield. And it might right. as well be now. And that was sort of the John strategy almost worked. It's like, well, we'll just press forward right away. Because in a way, he's not just trying to get Ramsey out of anger. It's like he knows that if we take Ramsey out, that's it. There's no more fight. Like, we can turn these guys around. Like, we may have to take out the Umbers, because they're pretty dicky, but everybody else is sort of already wanting to be on our side, but just can't justify it. But if we took Ramsey out, that'd be it. That'd be the end of the House of Bolton. What's el- what else is left to fight for? Then the whole fight's over. And Ramsey knows it, too. He doesn't want to die. For all of his bluster, he's, he's still a coward. But... He knows that stay that he has to stay protected, so he just goes back. He's like, I don't, I don't have a personal stake in all this. I'll just go stand in the back while everybody dies. Right. And that's what. <clears throat> but I, I like the yeah, end. You see the juxtaposition because it kind of shows that that whole <clears throat> the side of the good is what you would want to, I guess. I mean, that they're not as good as battle because they're not as ruthless, right? Because they kind of do lose that battle. It's only because Littlefinger comes. Well, in. they do, yeah. Yeah, so it's only they were moments away from dying. Like probably, you know, fifteen hundred of the two thousand people got killed, right? Yeah. Was it possible that they might have rallied and won? Maybe, but it didn't look like it was headed in that direction. But even the all, giant was doing a pretty poor job of breaking through that phalanx. All things considered, give him a club for Christ's sake. You know, I know what I mean? That would like, solve that problem. Yeah, didn't they have some kind of weapons or something before? They had that huge bow and arrow before. That was pretty cool. Oh, my God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But 
I, it's just, the, but the, again, the technical aspects of that battle and all that stuff are incredible. That scene with, again, you know, they bring Rickon out and he's had that rope. It's like, that's Rickon. I know it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and he brings him out and he's run and, you know, Rickon, just like in Prometheus, he doesn't run. He has to run a straight line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's got to be really hard to hit somebody from that distance. But I love how they play that scene, too, because they shoot. He shoots two arrows. And I hit even the second one. He's just looking at the guy who's right. He's not even trying, you know, and then then they really build up that. I know he was going to maybe die, you'll make it. Yeah. But they build up. The, they build up the third shot with the music and everything, you know, it's like, oh, nobody missed. And then they just surprise arrow that's yeah. off rhythm from the other arrows you know you're like oh that means he grabbed that one really quick and shot it and we didn't see it <laughs> but so i knew that was gonna happen then he get, keeps and as stupid as it is john going in it's pretty awesome yeah, you know what i mean it. It, it's it like makes it's, sense it, it, it all emotionally beats true though you're like yeah whatever just do this come on but i think they did a great job because because they set it up with a scene where he... That was the other awkward scene when he goes and talks to Melisandre. And I talked to you about how I liked the little clip they showed in the next time where she's like, please don't bring me back. And this is just weary. But in the actual show, it's like it's played for comedy. Because he's like, don't bring me back. She's like, oh, I'm gonna. I like, will. Don't. I will. Do what I it's want. It's like, well, I'm in charge. Like, no, you're not. I was like, oh, you're not bossing me. I was like, <laughs> there was so much managed expectation there <laughs> yeah. because, you know, Sansa's like, we have more than likely Rickon's going to die so you guys you know brace yourselves for that but then this whole conversation is to say well you know you maybe the the Lord of Light wanted you to die in this battle and that's that's what you got brought back for and then you'll just die or maybe the Lord of Light will want me to bring you back 50 times and I will you know right. who knows <laughs> like so it could go anywhere well that's what I thought was great too because you're like well John he came back for a reason he's like no he got the people together to fight this battle so he could die right now you're like oh yeah and I, that's what I was saying I think they did a great job of I thought anybody could die I thought John maybe could die again. Like, yeah. Because they I make mean, it look like it he was, was so going to die tense, a bunch. The way that, that everything got together, you're like, oh, God. And he's getting smothered by all of this. I was like, oh, my goodness. Because I was pretty sure that, you know, the the Knights of the Veil were coming in. Yeah, that was, that, was that was obvious. That was obvious. At yeah. the last minute. But then that still didn't mean that John would live. No. So I, they did a good job of building that up as a possibility. But then it was then it was just so much it was just so much fun because all that stuff happened it was brutal and in that battle after the people come in at the right second and the horses clash together that was awesome and then they had that incredible what appears to be one shot it might have not been it might have been of him going through the battlefield and one you know that wonder they do which is like for two minutes that's awesome incredible oh, he just cutting people yeah. off horses and stuff yeah and it's just this. like saving Friday Ryan because he picks up hey man the guy gets hit in the head by an arrow like okay throw yeah. him down next person you look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that kind of frenetic and energy and stuff and so all that goes and then it's over and it's fun and you're like okay over and then you just see above the rise so you see one one and Tormod and John they're looking like yes they're like they're on the hunt it's like yes yes like it's it's just the whole they just that's what they got to this point this whole season while it's been clunky sometimes in motivations it's been entertaining you know you're like well, go get them you know and they don't gloss over and romanticize it it's a really fun battle to watch but but it's it is brutal and there's a lot of suspense because you don't know if they're gonna you don't really know we, i mean we were pretty sure they were going to win but there oh, was yeah. no guarantee because like we were saying the show doesn't end in Winterfell, so it might push the story forward better if they were to fail to secure Winterfell, because we want to see White Walkers chasing them into King's Landing. 
Yeah, so you never that's not a guarantee. Yeah, you, I mean, it could have been possible that they lose, get away, and then John and Sansa are on the run, and they have to go down to King's Landing. You know, that would have been interesting and weird. And, and yeah. then Ramsay is the first to get it from the White Walkers. You're like, okay, that would have been where he gets, you know, I don't know. I mean, then you'd see a White Walker Ramsay later on or something, <laughs> which have been interesting. But well, I am glad to see the end of Ramsay because he has definitely served his purpose. He was a good bad guy for a while, but people are like, well, I like him, but he has nothing else. Like There's him. no other liked, notes. I, we didn't like him that for. I like that actor, and I like how he plays. I think he does a great job, but he just, that's what it is. I don't think he's a great villain because well, I don't yeah, know what his motivation is. He doesn't have, he doesn't have any motivation besides just being mean. And he doesn't bring any dimension to the story because, like we said, to his own detriment. I mean, he destroys himself. I mean, the most interesting stuff was with the, when you have Roos playing off of his insecurities there. I thought that was great. Like, Roos always tearing him yeah, down. Yeah, when he takes was, over, then there isn't any, there's no dimension there. And even when the height where they got really into it, he's like, you're a mad dog. That's when he killed him in that scene. I was like, oh, no, I thought that was a great interaction right there. You know, so... I, it's yeah. sort of like Craster's Keep where the those guys took over and it just immediately became like a b-movie villain or ten. <laughs> like like he's like drinking out of people's skulls and there's like a rape in the background of every scene for background no reason rape, yeah. and he's just doing these weird bad guy soliloquies that's what yeah. sometimes they get a little they get a little out of hand with the villains in, in game of thrones yeah and he and he was like that so but I love that last little bit, too, because then one one comes in and he gets shot and they had like a Walking Dead kind of shot where it just pulls out of his finger like, oh, <laughs> he knocked. And of course, he did you uh, before the uh, as it started and we were in Marine, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't I didn't pick three people that I think are going to die. And then I did in my head and I, I, I picked I knew I knew one one was going to die. He's just too big of a target. And I feel like he was going to do something like sacrifice himself or something. Um, mm hmm. I knew Ramsey was going to die. Like, that that's just what I thought. You know, that's the whole point. If they're giving us everything we want. then And then I thought, somebody else has to die. Yeah, I wasn't surprised Rick had died. I thought, why? No, I didn't think. Yeah, I, he wasn't even on my list because he was the one. He's had three sure. lines in the whole yeah. show. <laughs> he hasn't said anything this year, though. So. He didn't say, as an adult, he's had zero lines. Because his voice must be, hello. He started wondering, like, <laughs> can this kid not act at all? But I kind of thought either, I hoped it, I didn't think, I thought Tormund. I thought Tormund or Davos dying would have been a big deal for John, you know what I mean? But I was glad they didn't. I was, but Tormund almost did. I was like, here it is. I just called this. And then, of course, he came back <laughs> well, in an awesome way, which is great. I'll, I'll give you an obvious prediction for later is Davos killing Melisandre. Yeah, that'll be, he's, he, 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 yeah, he found that thing. And then he's like, I'm going to yeah. keep this for now. And then I, they said the next time on Lost, I keep saying next time on Lost, damn it. The next time, and they, he's just looking at her with murder eyes, and <laughs> then they're, that's going to be the big season. Maybe he kills her at the end or something. Yeah, because John dies in. John, Davos <laughs> kind of knew, but he didn't He knew, know. but he, he was like, there just compartmentalizing. They weren't you dealing with that yet. You knew when you left what happened to that kid. Yeah. But that's he what they were scared of. So, I thought that was good. I like the I like the little exchange between um, Tormund and Davos too. Yeah, those guys are awesome. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite little scenes in the whole episode. That guy's becoming the best guy on the show now. What Tormund? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he gonna be? I thought I read somewhere he's gonna be in the Aquaman movie. Oh yeah, he's gonna be one of the people. So that's pretty cool. The Aquaman movie starting to sound kind it's of all decent. Game of Thrones. 
<laughs> yeah. Paul Drogo and Tormund Giants Bane. So I don't know. Wait, let's see. So I thought, it, and then they had the great scene. I mean, Sansa, and that was pretty good. The, the dog. That's that was a fitting end for Ramsay. I kind of would have just been happy with him getting his face beat in by John because that was a beating he shouldn't well, have been able to survive. But it well, is sort of poetic justice to let him get eaten by those dogs. Or by the things he tortured. Everything that tortured him, you know, turned him into the end. Like Theon and Sansa and John to an extent. But I like... Because I heard somebody say, it's like, well, he should have been, like, hung publicly or, you know, public execution. But I, but that goes with what she said. You know, yeah, this is the background. You're just going to disappear. Yeah, they're just going to eat you. You're not going to get a few. Nobody's going to even know about you. And I was like, oh, damn. Was like, and that's, that's true. And it's also all because of what you've done. You've destroyed your house, your name, everything. And everything about you will disappear. Right. Like, that's pretty good. That's better than him being killed. Yeah. Because of all other things that he wa- he wanted that title, he wanted that name. I was like, you blew it. And you that's why I like, had it. And that's why I like to see the two, the him. Like, he's only beat up on his big as a sneak attack. He, you know, hunts little, he hunts girls and beats up men that are smaller than him, but they sneak in and do sneak attacks and stuff, you know. Or he just, yeah, you know. Yeah, or get, take guys when they're tied up. and Or he has a high advantage. And then he's shooting arrows at John. John picks up. A Mormont shield, if you notice, which means one of those 62 people made it <laughs> to the Winterfell, which is awesome. Those guys are tough. They're worth 10 men, yeah. I guess. And then it's like, so, the, so that means that all Liana, Lady Liana, that all was worth it, I guess, for that shield. <laughs> and he's just like taking arrows. It's like, this is awesome. Like, just, you can't, yeah, you can't hide from this shit anymore. And he's still trying to, sh- like, notch an arrow. It's like, what are you doing? And he just smacks the hell out of him. I was like, yes. And that's what I like. And you see Ramsey just go down. Aside from trying being to good at back. shooting yeah. arrows because he, he just fight. hunts people, he's he's not anything. Yeah. And I really I really appreciate that because I, I kind of thought I would like to see the two of them come up to a fight and John just kill him immediately because I didn't want it to seem like a an even match. And they did a good job of, of showing that anyway where he's just nothing. Oh, they kind of show both of their strengths. His is always just being crappy and shooting from a distance. And John's is tenacity, you know, and kind of fearlessness. That's yeah. his strength, right? When, when it, like, as, as much as he is a, well, I don't know what I should do. When it goes down, he's pretty fearless, which is cool. So I think it showed who won that exchange. Well, John has a consistent ethic. Yeah. And that's, I like that as a character. I was going to say a consistent morality, but it's not really... I mean, he does have an inherent goodness. Like, he is a hero, but but it's not a morality that drives him. He But he does have a consistent drive to move forward. And when he decides this is the thing to do, he does it. And, and I like to see that. The battle, you get to see that happen. Yeah. And him wearing, like, Ned's armor, which is pretty cool. And the stuff that Sansa made him, you know? Well, but yeah, but it looks exactly like Ned season one armor, which is really neat. So that little vest that he has on. Yeah, and it's not ice, but he does have himself a nice Valerian blade. Which yeah. I guess he's going to recover at some point. I think he lost that in a pile of bodies. <laughs> what, Lady Le- what in Lady Leona goes, that's an interesting sword you have there. That's my family sword, Yeah. by the way. No, that's a wolf. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's a carved bear's head yeah. on the pommel. No, looks no, like a modification. No. It's, wolves have claws, too. That's what he said when Mormont gave him the sword. Yeah. So I, I, The name of the sword is Longclaw, I think, isn't it? Yeah. 
So I thought that was, it was super satisfying. And you get, and it, and it also hints at Sansa, I mean, her doing that, maybe she's not supposed to be the hero. Maybe she's supposed to be kind of descending a little bit into Littlefinger-ish. Because well, there's still got to be a little bit of melodrama going into the last couple Learning how to years. use people. Yeah. And, you know, they said that in the commentary afterwards. They say, like, they're back, but who they were when they were last here, that's not who they are anymore. Like, that's gone forever. I mean, it's nice. Symbolically, they reclaimed Winterfell. So that's their symbol for reclaiming the North. So they can send out everybody. There's a Stark in Winterfell now, and that's the end of that. Yeah, all the houses just go with them immediately. So you're like, yeah. So they're And now we're all about the White Walkers again, guys. So so be ready for that, because I lost my army getting Winterfell back. And that's why you see the... Like, you see the two kind of bubbling conflicts or the fact that Sansa didn't really tell them about that. And I think that's what they might be talking about in that next Dawn preview. And then also the Melisandre thing. Like, we'll get these two things resolved next week in some just straight-up drama, and then we'll go forward from there. Uh, take a giant with you if, you, if you're going to be in a siege situation. That's what I like, because the last Ramsey move was, well, I'll just go hide in my castle. They can't get us there. And <laughs> just, Boom! Because yeah, we already saw the beginning of the season. It's like, it's nothing for that guy to kick in a door. Yeah. Yeah, 1-1, one, one, so sad. <laughs> yeah. And then, but it's so, yeah, because even Ramsey's so stupid there. He shoots him and it's like, ah, I'm a dick. I was like, you could have shot John. He wasn't looking at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you could have run away. They weren't paying any attention at all. Or found higher ground where you had some cover. But that also shows you, like, he can't help be be a horrible person. You know what I mean? And, like... Yeah, he's not clever. He's stupid. So he just likes messing with people. That's what Sansa would say. This really isn't anything to him here. He just likes to screw with people, and he'll screw with you. So, but what John does have the most earnest reaction to that. But what's the alternative? Yeah, you say it's a trap, so we don't go, or you don't try to save Rick, and he says it then, and he's like, so you know he's going to try it. That's like. Yeah. What else can we do? That's but the that's good guy we, versus bad guy dilemma. It's like, of course it's talk. a trap, but I gotta go. But again, we'll talk about BVS for a second. Again, that's <laughs> what Superman does. Even though it's a burden, even though it's all these things, you don't think, when when somebody needs saving, it's not to be thinking about it. You just do it because you're compelled to do it, right? That's what a hero is. So, yeah. You know. Even when the bad guy, I mean, it is a good moment where he, like, saves, like, Luthor from the Doomsday Monster, but who even knows if they that's knew the what they were acting in that scene, because it was all CG. That's what he saves in the movie. Oh, thank God, you saved the stupidest character <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> there were, like, some special effects guy came up with that. You like, well, this will make Superman look better. You could have just killed him and have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was fun, and I I'm, I'm really excited for next week because just on the surface it doesn't seem, but they might not be done with Lady Stoneheart thing. You know that. Well, I hope not because they show whatever. they show Jamie and the phrase there, and that might be a because per- even evoke that he said you know the phrase and the uh, Lannisters send their regards and it looks like a red wedding thing. You're like oh no, what if they walk in and just kill everybody? You know, I don't think Jamie will die, but. But if they take him prisoner, that would be a weird juxtaposition from the first, you know, the second season. Well, I could see where it would be fun from the ground up if you did the lone, a Lady Stoneheart kind of situation. where Because seeing basically her zombie confronting her ghost, whatever it is, confronting uh, Frey. Jamie about yeah, Frey, that vow would be, would be interesting. But 
if she's like it was in the books, then it's not because there wasn't really anything fun. Yeah, about so that. I, I don't know about Ghost that. in this battle, by the way? That was one thing that bothered me. Why didn't we get to see? Why aren't we getting to see anybody get ripped up by dire wolves? You have oh, three good. dragons in a show you can't afford. Oh, where's Ghost? Maybe they just a keep big him out dog. There. Ghost always kind of just roams and either comes back right when he's needed. <laughs> well, he's a day. All of them are yeah. a day of six. I'm not gonna. But you would think, because what you want and what Rob used to do was you want to see a Stark marching into battle with his direwolf because that messes with people's heads. Oh, that would be awesome. He's as big as like a freaking lion now or whatever. Like a yeah, walking right alongside him. It's like okay, never mind. I think the direwolves suffered from budget this year. But, but like because I said, you spend the money for dragons, you can you can have a wolf. Well, I, like even Summer, I think there could have been a moment more epic than the moment they had. It's like they show the one scene and they look like a, like a ragdoll just throws into a pile of zombies and they, she dies instantly. I was like, that's the complaint we had then. I was like, she couldn't take out a couple, maybe? Make it look like it's something and then get overwhelmed, you know, heroically. But, you know. <laughs> well, I do. That also ultimately is what happened, but I do like the way that was portrayed was to sort of give you a sense of hopelessness. It's like, like oh, God. Yeah, they're yeah, they're overrun. There is no fighting this. Yeah. There's only running. That's, that's what makes the Hodor thing so much more more interesting because but he manages to hold them back that long yeah because basically. this uh, just by a seconds because we can't fight them so and that makes it i think a, a worthwhile sacrifice so that's someone. why i'm excited because i think there's three crazy things or cool things that could happen stoneheart would be interesting i don't know who knows i don't know uh two hopefully i, I they gotta show the rest of the tower of joy right they gotta pop that pin this time they shot those scenes for this season well, let's yeah. hope that that's that this is it because this is what you really well, want to build to. Yeah, because Bran's not gonna have anything else to do plot wise with this story this year. So that's the and he's in this episode that shows him. So that's got to be why we're using. Yeah, him. the the big reveal for the final episode is that, and you're like, John just did that, and like, oh my God, he's her cousin, you know, Daenerys' cousin. All that's that could be neat. And then um, the other big thing is that. And they, they, I mean, they've been pretty overt with hinting at it, and they even keep mentioning it. They mentioned this episode. I think Cersei's going to burn the city. <laughs> well, the dragon fire. They keep talking about it, and they keep showing well, see, it. And I keep thinking that's hinting at something further on down the line. Like oh, we were saying, so? the theory that, that Bran went back in time and made the king go mad because... Well, maybe He's that could be part sort of, of it too. Sort of juxtaposing back maybe. from White Walkers beat marching on King's Landing, and then that bleeds over into what's going on with Ares, and that drives Ares crazy. And oh. even to the point where maybe that's the reason, like maybe it goes back even further than that. Maybe that's the reason Ares really planted that wildfire in the first place. Well, but just and think about crazy. this. Remember, remember, Daenerys had that vision in the House of the Undying about she's in Winterfell, but it's all burnt and open. I mean, in um, King's Landing, in the throne room, but it's like the, the roof has been burned off. And you're, to and you're thinking it's dragons, dragons. But maybe, because also, think about how complicated King's Landing plot is now. All those different houses, all those different parties and stuff. And how easy it would be to just go bloop <laughs> and burn a bunch of it. And then those guys get toast. And then, because she, she's headed there next year, so it's like it becomes more. Because I can't, honestly, I like that. That Sparrow stuff has to get resolved this next episode, because they just yeah, carry I'm that in the next it. season. It sucks. I hate that guy too. So, so but it's all just super complicated note. and weird, 
And so I was like, I'm done with it. And oh. I, I frankly want her to just burn the scepter, burn, you know what I mean? Like, burn them all. Like, just those people. Not the city. I don't want her to do that, obviously. But Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, because I don't, the re- I don't want them to blow out the whole King's Landing thing, because I really do feel like, and maybe I'm just wanting this, but I really do feel like the culmination of this story has to happen at King's Landing. Because that's when you'd really see how bad the White Walker threat is when you see them there. Maybe, yeah. If they just contain the, or defeat the White Walkers in the North, then to me, that's not a full sense of the scope of the story being realized. I mean, I guess that is the Iron Throne. And if you have... It can, I mean, again, we're like... <laughs> To some That's body. the center He's, of their world. It's the battle of six armies or something. You have Dorne coming and attacking. You have uh, Euron or whatever coming and attacking the city. Like Daenerys, you know. You, know, you have John and them getting pushed back by the White Walkers, maybe, you know. And I kind of would not be surprised if this King's Landing storyline was resolved by the coming of, of, of the Dornish. Oh, because the, the first year, episode... They had them in the first episode for no reason, like stating their intention that they wanted to go to King's Landing, and then they're not in the show at all anymore. That would be a nice way to sort of wrap up all that stuff is like an army of of Dornish come in who don't give a damn about you or your scepter or your weird politics or anything. They just want to kill all of you. Well, so what do you think the thing that the rumor Kyburn was talking about? Because it's assumed it's the Dragonfire stuff. Remember after she gets put into the ladies' court and he says, yeah, absolutely true. And he had her go check on that stuff because she had been, she had had those guys pyromancers. I saw I love pyromancers making mm-hmm. that stuff. And then Tyrion said, "You're going to make it for me now." But Tyrion didn't use all of it; it just filled a shit with it. You know, if they filled enough to fill a city, they had a lot of that stuff. And then they've been showing mm-hmm. it so many times this year. I just think something's going to happen with that. I don't know. Well, maybe that's that would be an interesting thing. Wouldn't Although, that be a nice way to just? I burn would like to see the zombie mountain fight some of these little cudgel oh, bearers. Well, I think he will once the stuff starts hitting the fan. I think he will, but that's not the inciting incident. I don't think. <laughs> you know, are we going to see the hound anymore? Do you think that's interesting that they brought him in, but they didn't have anything else? Maybe, Is uh, that just a tease for next year? Well, you know what? You know what might happen? Maybe they don't do Lady Stoneheart, but they do that in spirit, and they have the Brotherhood attack the Freys there. And he's with them or something. I would like that. That would be neat. And I think he would really he would really be keen to attack the phrase because he was there. He saw what they did. It didn't wasn't personal to him, but he saw what they did to the Starks. And so maybe it's, that's him fighting for the good now, and that's also you see how that's in spirit, the same thing, Stonehard, but not just dumb. And you're like, Yeah, yeah this is, that's who I would like people that. were, you know, but they're not crazy. You're doing people. something with the brothers without banners that makes them useful. That would be neat if you see them come in at the end. Which is yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy that. And they're right there. They're also just right there. Because they don't care anything about the uncle at the Iron Islands or whatever. It, they can do something with him next year, I guess. Because if you show on that map, the Riverlands are still are right next to the where they are, or near the whatever, I don't know, the twins or something. So I don't know. I think that could be. Um, you think I, maybe hopefully maybe we get Brienne coming back to Winterfell because time travel in the show. <laughs> and I and I hope we see. I don't know that maybe they'll take Arya other places, but that would also be great to see her, not talk to anybody, but just be approaching Winterfell, and that's like the last shot of the season. I, like, yes, I didn't really think about that, but yeah, Brienne kind of dropped the ball because while she went failed to get an army for Sansa, she also didn't show back up. Oh, what if? Yeah, what? If, oh, yeah, but maybe she's gonna run into Arya. That'd be cool because Arya knows her. She met her. 
Yeah, and I would actually like to see... I mean, there's an argument that you could say, well, Arya's story is done this year, but I'd kind of like to see her back and just position as to what... Well, they need a button know. on it. We need to see... Yeah, we want to see her stepping foot on they Westeros. Usually, if you notice, a lot, most of the and seasons... And Sam. It, we need something for Sam. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sam I'd be less care about. It's like, okay, well, that'd be cool if he got back there. Maybe he would got back to, you know, Winterfell. That would be a nice little... <laughs> But we're like, this is like, this is becoming like a Full House episode or something. Like, oh, every <laughs> my family's here. But well, I, he has a reason though, because he's he's at the Citadel because John sent him there to become a maester to help the Night's Watch. And now, like, well, no, the Night's Watch murdered John, and then John raised an army and went back to Winterfell. It's like, well, maybe that's more where I should be. Right. Because that doesn't violate his oath to the Night's Watch. Because this, John's still doing what the Night's Watch is supposed to be doing. Like, he's still trying to protect the world from the larger threat. And that was what the Night's Watch was formed for. Yeah. So Sam's really good at talking himself around what <laughs> the oath means. So that would be his next, well, you know, John is the Watch. Yeah, that's true. And well, they also show a lot of the one of the previews. They show they showed a bunch of marines still, which is interesting because I was like, "Well, that's over," but they showed like him. That's where they have that scene that's been showing in the trailer from the se the season where he's like, "You're in the Game of Thrones now," you know. Where Tyrion <laughs> says that, and it's all this consternation. And she's all just sitting down, like distraught. So I don't know what happens. They just had this huge victory. So I don't know what. Hope they don't go up. We gotta stay here. <laughs> Although you know what happened, you know how those other ships got blown up. Funny story. <laughs> These new ships, all gone. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that would be a big momentum shift down. I'm like, they gotta show her leaving for. Yeah, this season sort of has to be her and the Dothraki crossing the sea with the Ironborn and all this stuff. Yeah, because then you know it's here. on. Like Marine is in good hands somehow, but. But we're heading to Westeros. Yeah, put put Masinde in charge of the Marine, right? With Grey Worm at her side. Yeah, because we've there. now planted the seed that if you mess with us, we will rain down divine retribution on you. So they don't have to send armies to go defend these cities. It's like, we ripped them apart like it was nothing. And they've also established a lot this year. I mean, they've done past years, but they've really established while they were gone that Masinde and Grey Worm could actually do a really good job, and people trust them. Which like, would be fun. Like, they become the rulers of yeah, Marine. Yeah, he could rule Marine or just be the president or comptroller or whatever, you know, and that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Regent. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. They're not going to... I don't think the Unsullied are going to go to Westeros. They're still well, there. What was, what's the point giving her an army of Dothraki if she's just taking the Unsullied? The Unsullied are the reason she can leave Marine because right. she's leaving them and the Second Sons or whatever. Well, that's been the conflict. Yeah, they've 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 conquered these cities and but then they had to leave, <laughs> so that's the lesson. It's like, well, we can't leave. And maybe that maybe that's what that is. Maybe that's what her problem is because they're like, you need to leave them here and these people, and she doesn't. That's been her cabinet and those people, you know. So maybe that's what that little bit of misgiving is i like speculating on previous because then you see it and you're like nope that was completely different no that was completely edited together to to mask context <laughs> my favorite of all time might be this past one though don't bring me back yes no i'm no, gonna <laughs> <laughs> you're not the boss Stop. he's like well, i'm in charge you're not the boss of me 
I love it. <laughs> Miss Sandra's still been so depressed this entire season. It's like, I thought she would be a little bit happier after she performed that you had a, a miracle. Big win that you actually, because you resurrected the somebody. So I don't know. Maybe she has a conscience. That I'd like kind of to see Davos come to to exact revenge on her and have her sort of be noble about it and say yeah just like Stannis like we did what we did and it was wrong so do what you need to do do your duty that's what Stannis do your duty do your duty it's just damn you're a man oh that's what that's that's the part that's what I love yes yeah I forgot that line that was a great line in the scene (laughs) you know he's a he's an idiot just like your uh, Stannis was and Mansur too. It's like, but, but who knows? They both died, so we both made mistakes. He's mm-hmm. like, maybe the problem is we keep following kings. Like Jon Snow's not a king. He's like, no, he's not. I was like, yes, See, I do like neat, that. I love yeah. it. I love it because he's not in any way trying to get a crown. That's why I like the whole battle of the bastards idea. It's like he's just a bastard like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why all that stuff, like I said, I'm not talking about Davos later on when he takes the archers in. That's when he's like, well, screw it. We might as well be cowards if we sit here and wait for see what happens. Let's go. Yeah, protect your commander. <laughs> but then before that, I was talking about when he, John goes in, he's like, all right, get ready to charge because he's doing what he didn't want to do. But it's mm-hmm. like, you get it, though, because that's their dude. I mean, they're only there because of him. They well, don't you, care. And, and that's an interesting point. You said that earlier, but it, it's true. It's like... They're not following the House of Stark. John doesn't have a house. You know, very few people actually rallied behind them because of the Stark name. Most of the people that are there are there because of John. Yeah, unlike any ruler as a man. Yeah. Well, just and that's why people love Ned too. Because I mean, yeah, they were born into that and they had this thing, but their genuine thing is that they care for people and people feel like they care for people. You know, they're like a the ultimate. <laughs> They're like a, it's like West Wing world going on here, you know, yeah. like it's idealistic thing. People. Bartlett, President Bartlett. And that's what's kind of funny about John. John has no interest in the throne at all. And then we find out secretly he actually is probably a king. Which is the best. That's the best turn of a story ever. That's neat. That's awesome. It makes total yeah, sense. That's Lord of the Rings too. Yeah, he's, uh, he's Aragorn or he's a strider until he becomes Aragorn and accepts his thing. Yeah, so. So there you go. And it okay, might just yeah. turn Good out stuff, where it, 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 the show will end and it'll just all be female rulers, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's like Danny and Yara and... Let's uh, just let all the men kill themselves. Sansa, yeah. <laughs> and I like that um, <laughs> That whole exchange. Is, that, 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 that was cute, you know. We talked about it a little bit, but, you know, it's like, how, how often they have a woman? He's like, as, as often as Westeros has had a queen. So you're like, yeah, touche. Yeah, I get you. Mm-hmm. There's a little lesbian spark between us, I can tell. I, and the, there's a one funny point about that too, is you know, because I like how Tyrion's open to that scene. You know, it's Theon standing there. He's like, last time I was in Winterfell, yeah. you were quite mean to me. And I like how he says every guy tells a dwarf joke. He's saying the same joke. It's five, the same five jokes. But if you actually go, the only interaction they had, and the last interaction they had, was just Tyrion tearing Theon down. <laughs> for being a, like, what are you doing here? Like, I remember your your brothers died, and like, I was like, oh my god, it's like one of the meanest things he does in that season is tear Theon down. That's why it makes it so you're like, you believe Tyrion? You're like, wait a second. <laughs> that's when that's yeah, that was that was when dignity. The Lannisters just waltzed in, were just assholes, just same way Jamie did to John for no reason. He just walked in like, what is it, bastard? 
<laughs> they're just and I, I don't want to be indelicate but i have i have learned my lesson since then it's like whatever everyone's had bad things happen like no not like this like you've had a bad time <laughs> since then yeah <laughs> so, so that it's just fun to see them all coming together now that's well, the way team. you feel the story moving forward it's like the elements are coming together now Oh, there's team ups of people that shouldn't be teaming up. That you just you'd mind your mind would blow in the first six seasons if you knew. Yeah, exactly. But it's fun. It feels like you know, it's like the the accordion effect. It's like this big bang at the beginning of the show where everybody's together, and then it sort of spreads out. And then about halfway through the show, now it's all starting to collapse back down on itself. It's like that's how you know the story's coming to a close because it's like. Well, that's also what they call the big big crunch. That's also, too, why you see the people who are surviving that are in charge now are all the bastard, cripples, and broken things. Yeah, because you you're you have, right. That's basically the entire mantra of the show now. You have Yar, Theon, Danny, and Tyrion sitting in that room together. And he's like, we all, none of us had great fathers. That's a fact. All of us sitting here. So, mm -hmm. And then you have, you, know, you have Sansa, for God's sake, and Jon, and then Arya, they come back. Those are the three most traumatized. And that's why you kind of think Jaime will survive, too, because despite him being a Lannister, he is the other one that's so misunderstood and that same kind of i mean and that's why i think cersei might die she might burn herself it would be interesting to see cersei die because it would be interesting to see what is jamie in a world without oh, cersei. that would be that would be so great i love i love lena headley does awesome and cersei but i think i think that would be pretty metal if she just well, goes down in flames with all of them you know what i mean then, kills her son too because that fulfills that prophecy but it's like well this is what we have to do because this is out of hand. <laughs> and I'd like to see that because we've seen a lot of layers to Cersei this year. So you could kill her and we, we, we've seen her sort of turn a corner so that we see a little bit more to her than normal. We've seen all sides of her this year. And I think her kind of pulling a final reveal and then make it just really laying it out on the table would be interesting. I mean, I don't necessarily care, want her to die or care, but I think it makes... Her dying makes Jamie's character, like you said, exponentially yeah, it's good more for the story. Then he is a real person. You know, he's not tethered to anything at that point. And then you're allowed to like him. <laughs> you know, it's huh. like, yeah, none of that incest stuff, that pesky well, incest. Everything, because basically Jamie is not developed because of his father and Cersei. Right. So we've removed the father. Now see what happens when we remove Cersei. And who, who could he become? That'd yeah. be interesting. On the other hand, if you want to see who could Cersei become, it would be interesting to see her live to the point where we actually have everybody teaming up to fight these white walkers. And she would see what she could bring to the table in that situation. Because we've never seen her in anything other than a selfish situation, even now. Right. She's never been anything other than self-serving, because even, like, like she is trying to... to help her kids but that's that's her personal thing yeah like that that's her personal stake so it would be interesting to remove her from that just like jamie to, to remove them from that and see well if if i give you a role in the greater story what would you do with that role yeah, what like, role could you assume yeah like why is it good for you to be leading at that point down the road and Jamie, there's a lot of arguments to be made you know because he actually is more of a human being and he, he has some points and, of valor to yeah, him too yeah He's the one that saved all those people before, and this is his redemption, you know, making up yeah. for that and becoming a hero, you know. 
So in some telling to the story, Jamie is the hero. Yeah, that's what's well, interesting about him because he's he's like a Greek a character from Greek myth. It's like in some versions of the story, he's a great hero. He yeah. saved the city. He saved everybody. He did all these things. But in some versions of the story, he's terrible. And they've already like foreshadowed some of that stuff too when he reads his part of the. Uh, Knights Guard, King's Guard book, you know, it just doesn't have anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Well. <laughs> so I, I think that's a good arc for him too. I don't. Seriously, yeah, King's Landing is a big question mark. That's why I'm excited. Who knows? I mean, I'm ready to be excited. They, they got this season has been nothing but comeuppance. You know, that's what people criticize it for. They said it's a little less, uh, you know, sophisticated. The writing's been a little weird, but it's in sake of comeuppance. But yeah, I know I. I like it though. Writing. We we get it's some good. payoff. There's been a lot of good writing this year. A lot of exciting I, stuff, and we do. It's fun to get that payoff because that that makes that's going to make the rest of the show a lot more suspenseful. Because at some point you get fatigued by the fact that you know they're never going to win. Well, if they start winning a little bit, then you start to get scared. Like, yeah, oh my god, like, they, like they might actually do it. That's why this is so tense. Because I thought anybody of those people could die. Because I still think anybody can die now. It's just. They're doing something. So if they died, it wouldn't feel like a death a waste, but it's still been, oh, no. You know, it felt it's just as bad. So, and I think, I think that's a little unfair, too. I mean, yeah, they have control of the show, and they've changed a lot of things from the books, but it's now that they can rein it in and say this is where we're headed and this is where we want to change in that direction, it kind of sucks to say, well, they didn't, they didn't place all those chess pieces, right? So maybe if they could have placed Arya or John in other places, they would have. And that would have been a more succinct way to tell the story. But they didn't do that because that's not how the books are, you know, so they can't. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, they, I just don't think it's, I think it's been fine. I, the thing about it is if it was, if it, it committed the Walking Dead uh, sins of doing that and also just not being entertaining, but it's entertaining, so I don't care as much, you know. Yeah, I it's enjoy the, it. It works. It emotionally has been true, I think, though. That's why it always works. So. Well, yeah, we don't feel like, even when bad things happen, we don't feel like we've sort of just been jerked around. And that's like important. we have in the past. So, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that makes a, a big difference. Like, because you, when you're mad about Oberon, people are like, well, you know, characters in shows die. It's like, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I don't care if a character I like dies. I'm talking about the way it's presented. And this, you know, there's a lot of credibility. You feel like, like they've earned a lot of credibility in the way they told the story. So when something, like tragic happens like a hodor you're like oh my god that's amazing right you want that to happen when something terrible happens you don't want the people walking away feeling like something was taken from them you want them to really understand how important that is to the story you know well you then also poignant and also too it's like we'll get into this next week too when we're kind of wrapping up this entire season again but <clears throat> like how spoiled are we it's like, well, it was a little weird. I was like, they just gave you two of the most, even with the episodes, my big clunky parts, two of the most incredible sequences ever seen on television. That Hodor thing, and then this battle. You've never seen anything yeah. like it. No, People most are TV shows are just because this this Game of Thrones is just like nothing else that's ever been on TV. There's nothing compares to it though. You can't go, well, yeah, we like other shows and they're interesting, but we don't do a show about them. That's the only one we feel compelled to like. This is a group. This is pretty incredible. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like this before. Peel the layers on this one. So and yeah, we because we thought going into well, you know, we'll just do it, and maybe even if we do like twenty minute episodes, that's fine. It's like no, we're like run over an hour talking about a show. We could be doing commentary during the show for the amount of time that we record the show. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, well, that's a missed opportunity as a format. Yeah, you could always do that, yeah. They do the, the riff tracks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we just time it, and that way people will. But whatever, it's just, I don't want to... Well, in this show, not, like... It's not going to happen, so... This is the only show that I like. You know, the, you know, like the big thing on YouTube, they have those reaction videos and stuff. You've seen those before. Mm-hmm. And it's usually just dumb teenagers in a room. Spider-Man's in that trailer. Like, it's just dumb. But there are a couple of channels that I found. There's one called The Normies. And people, they do these stupid sketches, but then they just... It's like a group of, you know, our age, like 30s and 40s people, right? They're like couple, couple couples and a few people. And they're just watching the show, and they'll use a little bits of the clips every now and then. He has, like, a timer that says, fair uses of thrones. <laughs> like, and, uh-huh. and it's, like, normal people, and they don't do like, and react to it. They just react like we would. And I like kind of watching those for, like, 15 minutes after they post them of the nights because it's fun. I just like seeing people. The show is so emotional and reaction, you know, reactive. It's fun to see. This show is a neat transcendent because people, all sorts of people that don't like fantasy, don't like nerd things, love this show. You know, it really does. It's always been pretty true emotionally, and that's why I like it. Yeah. It's tits and dragons. Tits and dragons. What do you just tits and dragons. Oh. Swearing Jen. Love him. All right. Well, that's good. Okay, so we'll come back next week and talk about the final episode of, of the season, and that'll be a lot of fun. And, What's uh, that one called? Yeah. I don't know. You vamping off to look at it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You can listen to other episodes of, of TV on the Throne at tv8mydinner.com, which is also where we host TV at My Dinner, which is our other podcast, which is more or less a superhero podcast at this point. If you like superheroes, go to heroesalwayshelp.com. I've got an ongoing comic strip, which is a superhero adventure strip. runs every day. So if you're into that sort of thing, follow heroesalwayshelp.com. And I can get some feedback. There was a little bit of... the. A little bit of feedback about the the strip taking a, a political turn. Oh really? So I need to. I didn't get. I watched. I read like the first four or five. I didn't. I hadn't done the recent ones. Yeah, well, we just uh, we're steeped in topic controversy. <laughs> just gotta stay relevant, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you can also listen to our Star Wars podcast. That's CloudCitySocial.club. And the corresponding Star Wars blog is expandinguniverse.clubs. So oh, check I'm those out. excited to get back to that. I'm going to talk about Bloodlines and keep talking about We're going to get there. Yeah, I'm almost done with Bloodline. I've been getting through the Bloodline, so we'll, that'll be a fun one. We gotta pick and up we're Zon, getting to though, the point right? where we can talk. There's some revelations about Rogue One that we can yeah. bring into that, too, now. So Darth it's fun. Vader. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Next week is called The Winds of Winter. Interesting. And Which is the next book that has not come yeah. out yet. It's not even written. Yeah, I wrote two chapters. Those are the two that are online. And but the interesting <laughs> thing is, you know, the, the director of this episode is the one that they got to come in on season. Oh no, he's the one that directed the um, the Hard Home. So he's like this action guy, right? And even the gift before Hard Home was an action one last year, and he directed this past one. And he's and if you look at the previews for next time, well, it looks like they're just a bunch of trials and stuff. I'm telling you, there's going to be action because he's directing that one too. They did these like two episode blocks this year. So, oh, that'd be really fun. It seems like it'd be a waste to use that talented of an action director, you know, for some talky scenes. So, we'll see. good. All right. So, there's all that. Um, until then, my name is Sean. And I am Bastard Number Two. <laughs> yeah. Bastard One and Bastard Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the bastards. <laughs> yeah, we should rename the show Bastard Cast. Yeah.
bastard cast. <laughs> it's not too late. Cast of bastards. Cast of bastards. Yeah, that was bad. 